name is Adam Pachiti from Cultaholic.com, and you're listening to Pinned, a pro wrestling podcast. You love it. What is going on, guys, and welcome to Pinned, a pro wrestling podcast. My name is Austin, and joining me today for this special SummerSlam recap and Raw recap, because we're recording this right after Monday Night Raw tonight, is my good old co-host joining me for the first time in a very long time, Chad. How you doing, my buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? That's right. I am back. You know, I finally got some time off fucking work. Um, That's been killing me, dude. Like, I've been working nonstop hours. Never manage a restaurant in a college town. The month's starting <laughs> and decide to rebrand yourself and relaunch your podcast because it is so damn hard to find time to record. That's why I was like, hey, it's midnight. Let's record. But yeah, I'm here. Right, exactly. I'm back. Before we jump into this stuff, I want to say uh, great work on the podcast with Sam Driver, brother. Like it was really good. Really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Uh, first yes, off, I want to say I can already tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. First off, I can tell you right now, I can tell that you're extremely happy with the whole rebranding because you just right there with the F5. You can tell you right now, you're already adjusting. Oh, I'm, I'm, listen, dude, I missed it. I'm, I'm, I, was having, I was having ring rust. I was having some podcast ring rust. I'm, I missed everybody, brother. Oh, dude, we missed you too. And like, thanks again for the Sam one. And thanks again for Sam for joining oh, us good. for that awesome podcast. But yeah, that was awesome. And obviously we're only a few, like we're literally like a week away from getting into StarCast, dude. And it's like, so like, it's going to be unbelievable. Like literally, I still, I still don't believe it's real. Mm -hmm. No, I understand that completely. And guys, like seriously, like this is going to be for us to be at StarCast and we want everybody to be able to experience Podcast Row and not only just Podcast Row but the entirety of StarCast so be sure that if you can't go to StarCast or you can't go to All In check out the Fight TV app because they've got it on there for only $99 and you get $20 in Fight Credit app which you can just Use for all in. Just make give yourself a good sale on all. Right, in. And, and guys, don't and you know. And at first glance, you might be thinking ninety nine dollars, but like you get the entire event. Like that is a ton of content. That it is like it is worth way more than ninety nine dollars. Trust me, we know we spent money on it. Like, like, I, like I don't want to sound too much like uh, you know the the the, the SummerSlam pre saying the nine the free for new subscribers bundle, but like this is a really good deal. Yeah, honestly, like we obviously we wouldn't sell you guys this if we didn't believe that it was something like legitimately that you guys should be experiencing and should be part of. This is pure wrestling history. Like it's I, I, I've, I've heard it's like people call it the Woodstock of independent wrestling. It's beyond that. It's probably something that nobody can imagine how huge this is going to be. So if you can take part of it, please take part in of it. And um, thank you guys so much for being along with us for this crazy ride because we sure as hell can't believe. Oh, absolutely not. If you would have told me, if you would have told me the first day we stepped into the Ringmasters recording like uh, studio, if you would have told me that we would be literally in a less than a year, like at going to all in and going to a start star cast and doing all this, I would have told you you were crazy. Like this is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's unbelievable, and we're so psyched and soaked about it. But enough about all the exciting stuff. Let's get to WWE. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not exciting stuff. Let's talk about SummerSlam. Let's be honest with ourselves. And I've I, I've had it sit with me for a while because um, I I remember watching Cultaholics. What happened at SummerSlam, and 
Adam was all talking about how it was the best SummerSlam in the last 10 years. And it, I had to look through it all like one more time just to be sure. Cause of course I had like my gut instinct and my gut reaction, but after looking over it with a fresh pair of eyes, I mean, his statement, it can be, I can understand his statement. I'm not a hundred percent sure if I fully agree with it, but it was definitely a, really you know what show. I thought of the show. Let me tell you what I thought of the show. I was manning the Twitter booth. Uh, then during that. Oh, we know. Yeah. Oh, I was know. having a lot of, a lot of fun. I, I may have had a couple of, a couple of drinks, uh, in, I was having a good time, but I actually really liked the show. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really put to, well put together show. I felt like the booking for a lot of the stuff made a whole lot of sense. And going into like Monday night raw tonight, I felt like most everything like followed through. Obviously we got to wait till SmackDown to see some of the big, big stuff too, because a lot of stuff happened on the SmackDown oh, side I, of things. I will, I will say of- Smack, the SmackDown matches carried that show. Uh, I'm not sure if they carried it, but it definitely, the SmackDown held their own comparatively. And I think, they probably comparatively to Raw had the better night, but I wouldn't say by too much. I would. I w- well, I would give a lot of Raw's credit to holding their end of the bargain with um, Seth Rollins versus uh, Dolph Ziggler. Like, cause they proved that they could keep those guys to start off the show really hot and they got that crowd into it as soon as it got going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll just start from the bottom and work our way to the top. We'll start with the pre-show. Did you watch the pre-show? Dude, it fit, every match ended with a roll-up. I don't give a fuck about the pre-show. Well, there's a couple things that I wanted to touch on. I actually didn't watch it either. I watched the pre-show uh, this morning. I was actually on my way back from a, uh, a work meeting, so I missed the pre-show, unfortunately. But I went back and rewatched it. Uh, the, well, I went back and watched it this morning. Um, I just want to say a couple things on it. One, I want to say I think it's really, really baffling that Rusev goes uh literally last pay-per-view fighting for the WWE championship and now he's fighting and now he's in a mixed tag in an empty arena like that really sucked mm-hmm. um I'm a huge Rusev stand so I was like oh Rusev no um however I'm happy that Andrade went and uh, Zelina went over I think that that was the right call I just wish they could have put that on the main show because I think it could have been better on the main show um yeah that's just my thought on that me personally with that whole thing honestly like the in my personal opinion I think the the opportunity for making Rusev your like big like giving Rusev that big pop I feel like I know the fans are still there for it, and I know there's definitely some people that are still there with old Ruth, with Rusev Day. I think it's 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 getting to the point where like it's oh, past. Yeah. I just don't no, think it'll it, it won't feel it won't feel time. as big as it would. Yeah, it won't feel as big if they do just hot hot shot hot shot it right now and then just pull the trigger on it because they've already missed their chance. Like the t-shirt sales went out went over the roof like a few months ago, not now. Yeah. Like people have the shirts already. The sales have already gone through the roof. You've seen how successful his shirt is and how successfully over he's gotten, but you didn't pull the trigger no, quick enough. Like I, I feel like, and okay. it's a shame. No, it's just a shame for Rusev too. Cause the guy's done everything he can, but like creative just, and Vince and whatever, whoever's making the big decisions just didn't feel like it was right. They felt like, no, we'll keep him healed because obviously even though the fans are over the moon for the guy, We'll keep him healed because he, you know, because he's foreign. He definitely should have got. He definitely should have won the U.S. belt at Mania. He definitely should have won that. That would have been 
huge. Even if it would have been just for a couple of weeks, he definitely should have won, given him that moment. Um, And at the very least, they could have given them a month-long tag team championship run. Like, let's be honest. Like, that's the least you could have done. Like, they could have done so much with that. And it's it's just sad seeing that it's it's you 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 really nailed it. It's it's past. It's it's time like it's yeah it's rusev day we're gonna cheer for rusev because we like him but like yeah it's it's kind of past um and you know what it's out with the old and in with the new because andrade is looking really promising andrade i felt like was the guy that i've had the most i have the most promise in him for being one of your guys that could legitimately carry as one of your bigger heels because i don't know he's just got that cockiness and smugness about him that i feel like can just get the fans easily riled up. And with Zelina as, excuse me, <clears throat> as Zelina as an amazing heel manager, like that, she helps him so much. So I feel like those two together could do really well. And I, I think me and Sydney have already agreed that like, I feel like if anybody were to like reinvigorate the, uh, the smack, well, they're on SmackDown. So, well, if, they, if there was anybody to uh, take, be a big heel WWE champion, I know Samoa Joe should be, uh, w- your big WWE champion heel, but if Joe gets hurt, pray pray to God he doesn't. But if he did, I think uh, Andrade could have done could do great work as your WWE champion, as your major heel champion. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I think I should definitely go to Samoa Joe, and if they can, uh, oh yeah, no and, if they can, and if they can figure out what they're gonna do with heel Randy and get that tenacity in that one promo to be a constant thing, I mean. I think he's boring, but Randy Orton's your main event heel with Samoa Joe, you know, and then you got Shinsuke Nakamura who's killing it as a heel too. I really think Andrade's best spot as of now, and that might change in a few months, but I think Andrade as it stands right now would be a really good U.S. champion workhorse mid-carder that you can put out there and be like, he's going to put on a really good match. You know, you you put him out there, you roll him out against, you know, I guess Jeff Hardy, I guess. I don't know. Some some baby face mid Carter from SmackDown probably on SmackDown half. But you know I roll them yeah. out. You know, he could really do wonders. Um but yeah, so that tag that mid tag was okay. It ended with a roll up, as you know, every single fucking pre show match did. Um let's see what else. The cruiserweight title match. Um anyone who said that it was going to be Drew Gulak's night uh, was crazy. Um, and don't get me wrong, you know how much I like Drew Gulak. I love Gulak. Oh, yeah. I, w- I would have loved if Drew Gulak won the Cruiserweight title, but that spot is going to go to Leo Rush. Leo Rush is going to be the guy who beats mm. Cedric Alexander. Yeah, it's, it's like, I, don't, I just don't think the gimmick is like something that WWE would be comfortable enough to put a title on it, which I mean, like it shows they're scared, they're how scared they are to like switch things up in terms of um, having a different type of character to hold the title. Cause I think seeing Drew as a, I mean, yeah, yeah seeing Drew as a champion would be oh so entertaining just to see what the hell he does. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I don't know. I think Drew Gulak is just a really good wrestler. I mean, Cedric Alexander is really talented too. Um, I really want to watch more 205 Live. I was going on a really good run uh, a month or two ago, and I watched him like every week, um, and we weren't podcasting on it. So I kind of missed the, missed the time. But, uh, but yeah, you know, good, decent match. Nothing really sp- – I mean, I wish they would have been given a better scale to really show what they could do. 
because they're really good workers and I they work their asses off and I really wish they could have had a bigger spotlight. Um, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. Honestly, it's just, I felt like they, they were too rushed by time because I felt like the match was filled with way too many botches. Um, there was just a couple moments that were just really sloppy. And I think it was, it's nothing to do with that. They were bad wrestlers. It was just because I feel like they weren't giving enough, given enough time to really build to those moments. So they kind of just were like, go, 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 go. And they just couldn't really keep the flow and pace balanced. And it was just, it kind of, it just came off as rather sloppy in terms of, uh, Honestly, just in terms of the matches of the night, I would feel like that was the low point, but it was just a pre-show match. So, like, I don't even know if you could call that a low point because it's only on the pre-show. But I don't know. It, I, wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan of the match, but it was Yeah, it wasn't terrible. It was decent. I mean, for a pre-show match, it did its job. Yeah. And then, of course, we had the B team retaining over the Revival. As much as I love the B team, God damn it, do I not – do I want to see the Revival, like, legitimately become a threat? Like, I love the B team and how, like – ridiculously over they've gotten with such a ridiculous idea but like yeah exactly b team b team go 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 but like god damn it i want the revival to become legitimately like threatening i want them to just run rough shot on the tag division and honestly part of me feels like they could do better on smackdown in terms of like just doing some great feuds with the new day here's here's my take i want the revival to yes i want the revival to be that respective uh, respected like tag team that they were in nxt and i want them to do that and they will you know the the revival is that team that any single time you decide let's push the revival you can get them over you know it's the same thing with gallows and anderson you know they were dead for not doing anything and then right before mania they gave them a tag team championship run they had the titles and then back to We've seen it a few times since then. Anytime you need a tag team to just be in a feud, like how many times have we seen Gallows and Anderson in a tag team match since a tag team title match since then? It's been at least a couple. And I think the Revival is that type of team that you could literally just decide whenever you wanted, hey, let's just push Revival and you could do it. The B team, on the other hand, you have a very, very small gap to where you can really push the B team. And everybody, and, and here's the thing, all right? This might be a hot take. I know everybody everybody really liked their old tag team music, their old music. And I liked the music, but it's not for them. You know, they are a comedy tag team. They need a comedy song. That Battle Scars is for a team like the Revival or like a like a tag team that like are like are taken seriously, like a legit tag team. They're the B team. They need a nice comedy a big uppity campy song they have it and they're winning their matches in comedy fashion and i really am a bt's run that they're currently on and i'm not ready for it to stop um but i will tell you the tag team that should end their their tag team run and should just demolish them are the authors of pain that's the team that needs to take those belts to go on another couple another couple months with the belts, you know, and then the authors of pain to show up and just destroy them. Just absolutely just fine. I think Revival Authors of Pain would be a great match. And I think Revival could be a babyface tag team against Authors of Pain. So and 
I don't know. I just think the B team are over. They're getting over, and I'm a huge fan. Maybe it's because I really like Bo Dallas. Who knows? But I'm not ready for that to end, and I'm really happy they went over against the Revival. And I definitely agree with you on the fact that the authors of pain will be the guys to end the reign because I feel like that's that's at least what I see them to build towards because obviously authors of pain are just destroyed like they destroy Titus Titus worldwide they're destroying jobbers like they're gonna want to challenge they go for the titles after nonstop chaos and then they take yeah. it first try because that'll be the easy hot hot shot to be like oh you destroyed that popular B team that the crowd loves and they chant B team, B team, go, go, go. And then they become immediately hateable because God damn it. They're so strong and so powerful and God damn it. They beat up Curtis Axel. Yeah. Like literally like next month, like next month, maybe, maybe a couple pay-per-views from now, like the B team get a couple wins. And then on a raw, they're like, oh, no one can beat the B team. We're the best. And then authors of pain come out. It's just some, and then literally the next week they win the belts and then you, and the revival and hell throw in a third team. If you want, that's a really good baby face. Maybe who knows. Wouldn't close the, the close the book on the B team just yet. I think they have a couple more months. Tag titles kind of stale. They do. Now heading into the main show, we started off with Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler for the intercontinental championship. And this was a great way to start off the show, honestly. It's just an easy, easy, smart idea to go with the workhorse to start off the show. Seth Rollins is still unbelievably good. And as much as I rag on Dolph Ziggler and as much as I'm not a huge fan of Ziggler, the guy puts on, like, consistent matches almost every time you put him out there. As much as I don't really, like, I'm not a big fan of him, the guy is at least consistent, but, like, he's just consistently not my thing. Yeah, you know, um... I I kind of had a feeling this match was going to open for the same thing. You know, it's there like Seth Seth and Dolph are both really good workers. I think Dolph is a very underrated worker. I think he, you know, he he just has been losing for so long that whenever he's winning, it's weird. And that's the same boat we're in right now. He's he's the he's the champion, and you're like, wait, what? Why is Dolph champion? And so I think that makes people kind of sour on him a little bit. Um, but I mean, I think any given night, Dolph can go out there and have a good match. Uh, and we know Seth can. And yeah, this match was okay. So this match started off kind of slow. Um, I wasn't a big fan of it at first. Um, but then like halfway through a, a switch was flipped and oh my God, it ended up being a very, very good match. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. It, it took a little time, but I, I definitely feel like they did a decent build towards it. Um, it may have gone on. The build may have been a little too long for some people's likings, but I feel like it got to the point where the fans got into it. Brooklyn was really hot for the match once it started really getting going. Um, and there wasn't really anything too bad I had a problem with, obviously. I think Seth is the good idea for a champion. And I think the major thing they need to do with Dolph and especially Drew is get McIntyre out of this thing that you got him with Ziggler and get this man on a singles run because this guy can destroy and be a legitimate threat for cha- for championships both intercontinental and eventually universal because he could be a legitimate. Yeah. Drew, Drew McIntyre is, is awesome. Um, And I really think that this is going to, I think this is going to go with probably a tag team match at Hell in a Cell. Um, And then I think, I really think this angle goes until 
Survivor Series, where I think it's going to be a four-way for the IC title. I think Drew McIntyre is going to win, and then Dean turns on Seth at Survivor Series. That's my prediction. Um, because with these four guys, there's a lot you could do and really, like, really used to build and survivor series is a big four pay-per-view and it's that big enough of it's a that big enough of a show to where a dean ambrose heel turn on seth would be awesome so now yeah and while that would be a big moment um i definitely think leading into raw what happened we may be a little ways away from that but we'll get to that when we get to that um after that, I believe. Um, real quick, oh God, real quick I want to say I really like Seth Rollins' Thanos gear. Dude, his boot was literally the Infinity yeah, Gauntlet. Like that was at first. I I didn't realize what his gear was until about like probably fifteen minutes into the match, and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, he's Thanos. That's awesome. I would have loved. I would have loved it if he picked him up with his foot like full Alistair Black style, and then just screamed, "I hope they remember you!" And then super kicked him in the face with the gauntlet. Or, or if Dolph Ziggler like super kicks him in the chest, he should have been. You should have aimed for the head, <laughs> and yeah, then right. like buckle, like buckle bombed him or something. Like that would have been an something like that. I don't know how you snap your foot though, unless like, unless it's in a way that hurts oh, he, you. So like he just braces his ankle and then all of a sudden then he just would have kicked him in the head or something. Like it would have been a medical. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Now in terms of everything else that I wanted to talk about, um, in in terms of this show, because I felt because I feel like the the way they structured it was really odd. Because the main thing that really confused me, and I know that it it's going to happen with two major titles, um, and I don't know if this bothered you as much as it did. Just the placement of the WWE Championship match really confused yeah, me. Yeah, no, you know it, it did for sure. Um, I don't know why it went on before Finn Balor, Baron Corbin. If I'm being honest, uh, I literally thought every single time a match ended, I was like, ah, Baron, Baron and Finn are next. Every single time, like, like after the IC belt, I was like, all right, here comes Baron and Finn. Oh, okay. After the SmackDown title match, uh, here comes Baron and Finn, like, every single time. And then when it finally came out, I was like, wow, there was a lot of matches on that card that didn't deserve to go on before you. Uh, But, I mean, I think the WWE Championship is is just looked in such a lesser regard to the Universal title, which is really sad because, like, I don't know, there's just so much history to the WWE title. And, like, I mean, if you're going to make it a – like. I don't know if it's, it, it's just, it's annoying to me. Cause like we were ingrained our entire like lives to be like, that is the championship. And now it's halfway through the match. Um, and, and, and a big four pay-per-view, you know what I mean? And AJ Styles yeah. and Samoa Joe, and we'll talk about that more when it gets to it. But I think that match alone could have easily have been at least the co-main event, if not the main event. Yeah, I know. That was just something that really bothered me. And obviously, it's because they're pushing so hard for the Universal title. But nobody cares about that goddamn title for because for literally two years, we rarely fucking saw yeah. it. And when we did see it, it was just surrounded by booze. And this is an awful chance. And beach balls. Like, that title is... Like, when that title first debuted, people fucking shat all over it. Just because it looked like a damn, like, jammed-like title. Like, it looked like a strawberry jam t- <laughs> title. And Brooklyn were the exact same people who shat on it when it was Finn and Seth. So that was the bad omen 
for that entire championship reign, the entirety that it ran on, even in the bright spots when Kevin Owens held that damn title because we knew immediately afterwards it was going straight to Goldberg. Yeah. It's just been a fucking wild-ass title to watch, and it's only been around for, like, a couple years, and it's already just been a ridiculous reign to see happen. But, obviously, we're going to get to that when we get to that. Um, the This match, for me, was the shocker of the night, honestly, because well, it may have been just because I saw the what they did at Mania, and I thought, oh, uh, well, we'll see what they can do. Um, it was the SmackDown tag title match between the Bludgeon Brothers and the New Day. I mean, this was a lot better than I was probably giving it credit for, but it was it did a lot better than I expected. I mean, anytime the New Day wrestle, it's going to be a good match. I mean, all three of those guys are just phenomenal workers. And I, I actually thought if it wasn't going to be Seth and Dolph, I thought the New Day could open the show because, you know, they had that history of opening the show and it just being just a banger. Um, and, you know, they, they were the second match of the night. But, yeah, it was a really good match. And... Um, you know, I think um, Luke Harper is another guy who can go if you give him the chance. Um, and I, I would really like to see him get a really good, like, chance to just unleash, like, what he can do. Because he's a really good worker, too. Um, it just yeah. a good, good match. Good match in general. Um, it, I think it really, for me, it showed, it, it did really good character development for the Bludgeon Brothers because it showed them, it, it, you, we got to see them panic. We got to see them be like, oh, wow, like, we're, 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 we, we, we might not be able to beat these guys. Like, it, it, like and I, I don't know, I really like that. You know, it's nice to see dominant monsters flinch a little. Yeah, and fucking A, they finally use the damn hammers once in a while. Yeah. It's like, you carry those damn things around. We want to see you use them at least. And obviously a DQ finish is going to bother some people. But because it was for a decent story uh, purpose, um, it didn't really bother me too much. Um, but in terms of like how the match worked, like I thought the elbow drop to the outside by Xavier was beautiful. And Xavier still, like time and time again, proves to be my favorite member of the New Day. Because even when he's not in the ring, like he, like he got over with the damn trombone. And when he's in the ring, he shows you how good he can be. And that's just, he's always been my favorite member of the New Day. And he's always, when he's in the ring, he, he can go. And also, shout out to the New Day for the Sonic the Hedgehog style gear. I only noticed that after the show went off the air. And it's pretty freaking Oh, amazing. I didn't even notice that, like, up until you so, said uh, it, 20 seconds. Kofi, Kofi was Sonic, Biggie was Knuckles, and Xavier was Tails. Wow, I'll have to, I'm gonna go back and relook at that because I did not notice. You're gonna you'll you'll see rings all over um, his uh, Kofi's gear, and you'll see uh, some tails on the back of Xavier's. But it was it was wonderful. Um, now moving into the next match, um, this one was just fucking in wonderful. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens for the goddamn Money in the Bank briefcase lasted about a good three minutes, and then KO just didn't get any offense and got destroyed. Yeah, um, I. Who did Kevin Owens piss off in the back? Like. And my major thing with that is um, if I was I was looking at it and my first instinct was to be like, what the fuck? Like, why are you going to do this to Kevin Owens? But obviously, Braun Strowman is the monster that we need. Not the like he's the monster we need, because obviously we nobody wants the monster that we had for like two years with Brock. 
So Braun is the monster that we've all wanted and needed. Um, so seeing Braun as a legitimate monster that everybody likes, like obviously, like he got over with that whole thing and people love him. And everybody, people love Kevin Owens too, but like there's only so many people that you can do that to. And I, and if it, if it, if what was, what was looking to happen tonight in the main event would have happened, um, or if what was supposed to happen, what was looking like was going to happen on Raw tonight would have happened, then it would have all been worth it. But, um, that obviously didn't happen. And I don't know. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted on how to feel about it because my mindset was, if Braun immediately cashes in, then it's fine because like KO obviously was just building the Braun winning the championship, but that didn't happen. So I was just like, well, let's see what the fuck they got for KO for the rest of this fucking year. Because obviously I have no idea what they do with him. Like, I don't know. I, the booking makes sense. He's Braun Strowman. Like he's not supposed to lose. It, it makes sense. You know, when you really think about it, Braun should squash everybody because that's the character that Braun's trying that they want Braun to be, you know, he's, he's the, the monster among men. It may, it makes sense. It's just, I wish it could have been literally anybody else besides Kevin Owens. Cause that dude threw like he took a bump off of a giant ass ladder. He got thrown off a cage through a table. He had a that vicious choke slam bump on the steps. Like the dude takes so many bumps, and I'm just like, oh, why? Like, like, oh, he doesn't deserve to be jobbed. But at the same time, I think Kevin Owens is that type of wrestler that probably said, nah, squash me in two minutes. Like, I just feel like Kevin, Kevin Owens is that as a smart enough worker and knows the business to understand that that needed to happen. And I really, and so that was, is what makes me okay with it. You know, I really think that it was good. Um, and I do think it's going to lead to something. Um, and I and, and it just makes me curious to see what they're going to do with Kevin Owens. Are they going to take him off TV for a bit? Like, what are they doing? It is interesting too. Yeah, um, just because of like, I, I it's like yeah, because like I feel like the only thing you can really do is take him off TV because Braun has been absolutely destroying him for the past couple months. The guy put him in, got took him in a porta potty and just knocked him off the stage. I mean, he's been just absolutely destroying Kevin for like the last couple months so i would say the safest route at least for like maybe a month or two just take him off for a bit so that way you can just bring him back when like people have kind of rested up on the fact that oh yeah you were murdered and destroyed by by braun Strowman, and then maybe we'll see what they put him in um because obviously ko can turn anything good especially if roman wants to like start defending the title every single like week like you could easily take kevin owens off of tv for a couple months and then just Roll them out, boom! Instant feud with Roman Reigns for the title at a pay per view. Like, it's it's good, it's good, and it will really, really well. Um, now the match that I feel like this, besides the main event, was probably the most talked about match of the entire night, and that was the SmackDown Women's Title match between Carmella, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. First off, great great performance by every single woman in that Ask. match, and great storytelling and. Oh, wait, do you not agree with Carmella? Oh, no, fantastic match. I loved it. Um, I wanted Carmella to win. Um, I, If you remember my Twitter pick, my pick was Carmella to retain. Um, she did not retain. Um, however, my other prediction was that Becky Lynch would turn heel, and that did happen, Austin. Becky Lynch is heel. 
it's, it's, it's like that's the thing too is that it's taken me a while to um fully comprehend the fact that probably their most over babyface character turned heel but the thing is she turned heel in a way that people could fucking understand oh. and it's like it's like it's so understandable why she did what she did yeah no it's 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 very i mean it's it's a very understandable thing like i was literally sitting there the entire time being like oh my god please turn please turn and when they hugged i was like oh my god it's happening oh man oh i didn't think they were i didn't think it was gonna the first hug i thought she was gonna turn like i the second awkward hug was what sold it for me like i was i was literally sitting there like come on turn heel turn heel turn heel i will say i did not expect charlotte to win i did not think charlotte was going to win at all i really thought like I really thought Carmella was going to squeeze, like squeeze out a win, so run away, like, and then Becky was going to turn heel. I did think Becky was taking the the pin, but I thought Charlotte was going to do something to, like, you know, like hit a natural selection on Becky or something, and then somehow Carmella like rolls, like gets the steals the pin, runs out, and then Becky gets mad and turns heel. That's what I thought was going to happen. I'm very much okay with what they did instead. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm getting, I don't know. Like, I, I really like Charlotte. Like, I'm like, I like Charlotte. She's a good worker. I'm really good worker. But I don't know. I feel like I, I saw something on Twitter and I forgot who tweeted it out. But someone said, is Charlotte getting the Roman Reigns, starting to get the Roman Reigns treatment where we're starting to get bored of her winning all the time? I see that. No, no, like, I'll, I'll disagree with that to, to a bit because people were saying the damn same same damn thing about Alexa Bliss for the longest time. She's held the title like multiple times on Raw and SmackDown and people were obviously like cuz it was so comfortable to see her with the championship because she is the best female heel on the roster. Um so people were getting bored about that too. Fans are just a bit fickle in terms of that. I think Charlotte is the safe bet for a lot of championship stuff and me personally um going into it um uh, I thought if they were to ever turn Becky heel Carmella can't win because it doesn't make sense. Like it, like it makes a lot more sense for her best friend to win the title. And instead of being happy for her, just being like, why the fuck did you get into this? This was supposed to be my moment. You know that. And you just shoved yourself into it. Right. Yeah. And, and go, and after, and like I said, you know, it's, I'm very, I, I much prefer what they ended up doing uh, over what I thought they were going to do for that very reason. It like this story is going to be awesome. And this should be what main events evolution. Yeah. And also, um, compare, well, comparatively too, um, cause I remember hearing Adam say this, that like Carmela's was finally doing what she was meant to do as a heel. She wasn't supposed to be the person who beats Oscar. She wasn't supposed to be the person who does all like do this or like, yeah, she wasn't supposed to be the person who beats Oscar with a ridiculous thing with James Ellsworth. Be a chicken shit. Just fucking run away constantly. Don't like, use like backhanded stuff like little she should just run away and then just find like an opening to do it i felt like she was finally settling into her heel character in the ring at least because she knew who she was on the mic she didn't really i feel like no knew who she was in the ring but carmella has really turned into a very solid worker yeah and i like i don't know like yes yes her character should have been that that type of heel but like i don't know if they if they decided to go a route where she just ended up becoming a really good wrestler, it's believable. She has really turned came into her own as a as a wrestler. 
um, really good worker. She's a way better worker than the other two idiots. She was stuck with an NXT. Like they're much better than those two. Um, and like, and she yeah. can talk like, I don't know. I've become a very big Carmella fan after her run with the title. I think she has impressed me a lot. I do think her beating Oscar clean was a mistake, but that is the only thing that I think she's done that I was not okay with. Yeah. Oh, well, I think your notifications are on right now because I can hear feel your phone. Yeah, I, yeah I, just, I just turned my volume off. <laughs> now, um, heading into the uh, – well, first off, the last thing I want to say, too, is I've never seen such a positive pop for a uh, heel turn in my entire life. And um, uh, I, still, I still stand by Becky because, like, I don't know. I just – I want to see her, like, see how the – because obviously Brooklyn reacted positively because it's New York and they were like so behind the fact of Becky finally getting uh major something because obviously everyone was in agreement that she should have won the title. Um, but giving her the heel run now, I feel like Brooklyn was like, yep, that's that, that works too. And I think that works better probably for what they wanted. I'm interested to see how the rest of the, the universe reacts to it. Um, just because I know how popular she is and how pop, well, and like as a baby face, so I wonder like how her how her demographic. She couldn't be, be the baby face that lost and then went back to doing nothing. Like if she can't win the championship, her turning heel was a very close second uh, alternative that I'm okay with. Like she, yes, I, I really think she's gonna get a a a resurgence with this heel run. And like I said, this if they book this right, this could main event their evolution pay-per-view and this could be the women's feud going forward i think this what they what they need what they need to do is because this is exactly what they should be doing with bailey and sasha not this will they won't they bullshit that where you're like constantly like oh they made up oh now they're not oh now they're in they're now in counseling or now oh no they're okay now fucking let them loose let them loose Okay, yeah, just my, I'm just like, let them loose, fucking let them go at each other, and then what you do is go co-branding on this bullshit, give us the fatal four-way between the four horsewomen, and then just have them fucking destroy each other. Yeah, if SmackDown starts with Charlotte and Becky in therapy, I, you know how I threw my TV out the window at WrestleMania? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's gone back. No, I'm going to reassemble my TV, and then I'm going to eat it. Okay. I mean, whatever works. Milk on it, put it in a bowl, and eat it as if it were cereal. Because I don't need a TV if that's the garbage I'm going to be watching. So if this happens, yeah. if tomorrow night they are in therapy, I mark my words, my TV is going into my esophagus and into my stomach. As much as I love Dr. Shelby, please fuck off for like forever. Ever. Like, you already, already with yeah. the Sasha Bailey angle. Don't with this because I think this could be better than the Sasha Bailey angle. I mean, it's already better just from the final, like the actual turn. We never got a legitimate turn with Sasha I'm, Bailey. We're getting a turn. Right Sasha now. beat the hell out of Bailey in the locker room and that one spot. Like that, that didn't count. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, it should have counted though. If they would have booked it right, that would have been the heel turn. We thought the Simba freaking Lion King moment at Elimination Chamber was what the mo- was the heel turn. We thought multiple things were the heel turn. They just never fucking said yeah, it. Was. But like, and again, and now we and, and it's a lot to ask for the for WWE to not make a mistake. But like, as long as they don't make a mistake, this angle 
is going to be great, and I'm very much looking forward to what they do with it. Exactly. It's it should this should be a big highlight for Becky's career, and it should also be a really good thing to give Charlotte to do that's fresh and different too. So I think this is could be really good for both what people. Do with, what do you do with and, Carmella going forward? I don't care. Fair, fair, I guess. I, I mean, I suppose you could have her in terms of what she could do. Um, I feel like it would be really good to just have her, like maybe. I think it would be really good to give Oscar the chance to just beat the shit out of her and like get her get get her revenge after like she was like I beat Oscar. You only beat Oscar because of James Ellsworth. I feel like she should be like, look, I may have lost my title, but remember, I beat, I beat, I've beaten Charlotte before. I can do it again. I've beaten Asuka. I can do that again. And then just talking all this shit. And then Asuka's like, okay, you're talking too much shit. I'm sick of this. And then it just comes out and beats the living hell out of her. Yeah. I mean, after you said I don't really give a shit, I kind of realized I don't either. <laughs> but like, yeah. Uh, I, there should, there'll be a time for her to come back and be back in the picture and have a, chance to come back at it but it's not this time not when you have becky now going full heel the 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 entire spotlight should be on becky and charlotte in terms of the women's feud on smackdown that's that's just that's just i agree okay now this might i i really do think this might might be my favorite match of the night the wwe championship match between aj styles and samoa joe this favorite match this match was great yeah first off we come out and sit, have Samoa Joe before the match starts say to Wendy, um, AJ's wife and his child, daddy's coming home, which was a great way to start off the match. And they beat the living hell out of each other. And Joe just finally, for the first time in so long, looked like an actual monster. Okay, so Samoa Joe has had a very special place like with me as a wrestling fan. Um, I have followed Samoa Joe's career from Ring of Honor to TNA to NXT to now. And I have always said Samoa Joe, if you put your, if you put your money into Samoa Joe, he could be your entire company. And he, he's just great. Between his, between his RO, his Ring of Honor, just, just classics, you know, he, him and AJ Styles tore the house down in TNA and they literally picked up exactly where they left off in this match. I knew this match was going to be great because they're both great. I was not expecting that, that promo and oh my fucking God, when Samoa Joe says that I, I lost my damn mind. I, I literally could not stop. Just the excitement that was just radiating off of me. I I could not handle it. I I I lost it. I, that was such a brilliant promo, and he topped it off with another great promo. Like the entire match, it was physical. Both guys couldn't fully lock in their finisher, so that story that was told was awesome. Like it is, I this was the the best match of the night, hands down. Anyone who says otherwise is wrong. I don't care who you are. That match was great, and I. Cannot fucking wait until we get the rematch inside Hell in a Cell because that this feud needs the Hell in a Cell stipulation because it will be that much better. 
I would like to make a petition for Samoa Joe to always have a microphone on hand in between his matches because holy shit, he shows how fucking awesome he is. Just saying, it's okay. Daddy's not coming home, but I can be your new I'll daddy. Be, and then just, daddy now. Just, like, yep, I'll be your daddy. And then just seeing AJ rise from the steel steps with blood coursing down his face, just fucking a screw goes loose and he just goes out. I think him. this feud has Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa levels of potential. That's that's a big statement, considering the fact... I'll, I'll To counter that a bit, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano had the time to really build for that moment when Johnny got his hands on Tommaso Ciampa. This has only been going on for a couple... Like, maybe a couple months. Obviously, if you've been following them for since their Ring of Honor days and since their Impact days, obviously, yes, then this has, like, the culmination of everything. But for the regular fans who haven't seen their previous previous stuff, it doesn't have the time length that Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa had. But I do think in terms of the physicality, it can have exactly what Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Yeah, think. but, like, so, but not only do, like, they have time to get it to that, they have time. This this feud could go on for months, but even more than that, all they need to do. And at first, I, if you, I, I, for like the 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 cynic in me wants to tell you that WWE would never let them even mention something they would do in like a past company. But WWE has really started to like loosen up on that a bit. They would never let them mention Impact or TNA by name. But Samoa Joe and AJ, I would not be surprised if one of them goes on a promo and says, you know, we have gone to war for years at other companies. Like, we have both battles. And make callbacks to those. I would not, like, and even if they mention that a little bit, like, there's just so much potential you could put on that. And their chemistry, their chemistry alone sells the match. Like, like I said, they have Gargano Ciampa, Generico Steam, sorry, a Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens levels of, of, of history and, and, and chemistry. And th- this, this, it, I, I just, I can't say more wonderful things about it. This match did more than deliver in my eyes. This was the best match of the night and Samoa Joe's mic work. Fantastic. I know not many people popped when you started to bust out the muscle buster, but I did. I was like, Oh my God, the muscle buster, like fucking kill him. Make him like Tyson kid. I don't really want that to happen, but like I got caught up in the moment and I yelled that like it's when, when AJ like couldn't get the leg around the styles clash and Samoa Joe just face planted the canvas. Like, Oh my God, dude! It was and even the ending. Samoa AJ Styles hears Samoa Joe tell his wife, "I'll be your daddy now." He gets up and beats the fuck out of Samoa Joe with a chair. Like that's and he gets disqualified, and it's awesome. And then and then he goes, and his wife is like, "You need to stop." And he's like, "Oh, let, let me hold my baby." And his kid's like, "No, you're." Like that was hilarious, and that wasn't scared. Like that was a shoot. That was a shoot. Her, his kid didn't want to be t- held because he was bleeding. That's it's just everything about it was great, and I'm getting I'm getting so excited because I it was just great, and and it, it and it made me so excited, and it made me really hopeful for the WWE and what they could really do with this. And they have a diamond in the rough with this story. And this could be 
like just brilliant if they just let these two guys just work because AJ Styles and Samoa Joe are the two, two of the best wrestlers on the planet right now. And like, I think this proved it. Like, uh, yeah, to sum up everything you said. Yeah. First off, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't second guess WWE in terms of mentioning TNA because Kurt Angle proved that wrong when he said TNA was hiring. So there's still an opportunity for them to pull that shit out. But in terms of everything you said, yes, 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 yes. And finally, a match that's building to Hell in a Cell makes sense for it to be contained inside Hell in a Cell because I've never been a fan of the whole naming a pay-per-view after a, after a stipulation. Just never been a fan of it. But I feel like with this, it makes sense. The build was perfectly executed. The storyline makes sense to be contained in Hell in a Cell. And everything that transpired was, in my opinion, picture perfect. Yeah. And I don't have really any... And here's complaints. the thing. This, this storyline is so good and so... just. I don't give a fuck who wins. Like, I don't care. Samoa Joe could win the WWE Championship and that would be fantastic. Or AJ could keep it. And that would be fantastic. I really don't care because this match and this storyline is so good already. And this was the first match to set it up. This was the was the, the start this was the beginning of it and it's already fantastic shinsuke aj that had potential and they couldn't deliver these guys have delivered and then some like this this is going to be awesome and i i am so here for it i stand the samoa joe aj story like i i am all for it and i'm i am so ready between that and the Becky Lynch heel turn, SmackDown is going to be fantastic. I agree with you. And we can see right now that Chad has reached full mark. He has well, gone I, full marking. I this- marked my fucking pants, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't blame you. I really can't blame you. Um, now, I, I really wanted to talk about this because I know a lot of fans were like, oh, they ruined it on the first match. No, they didn't. Shut the fuck up. You don't understand what the fuck is going on. The Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. We, like, if you thought this was going to be the conclusion to the feud, you're out of your fucking mind. This has the tendency to go all the WrestleMania, all the way to oh, WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. I, and, and, and here's the thing. You know, with, with AJ and Samoa Joe feuding for the belt, like, that's great. But at some point, The Miz is going to win the WWE title. Like, that's going to happen. And at some point, actually not even at some point, because we know when that's going to fucking happen. Daniel Bryan's winning the Royal Rumble. And Daniel Bryan and The Miz are going to fight at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. That is going to happen. It, like, it's it's just a no-brainer. It is literally a no-brainer. And and I agree with you. The, was the match that great? No, it wasn't that great. But it was the it was the setup. You know, we, we can't all have Samoa Joe AJ Styles set up. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to take – The Miz is not the type of wrestler that Samoa Joe and AJ is, and that's okay. That is really okay because that's what the entire story is about. The entire feud is The Miz being jealous at Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan being a better wrestler. I still think the match was good, really good I, because I, I enjoyed the moments of uh, Miz hitting the it kicks on Daniel and Daniel just feeding into them and then just smacking him across the face multiple times. I do, well, I um, do think it was a little long. It did go a little longer than I would have liked, but it was still a really good match. Yeah, I, it was. It, it, I feel like um, 
I didn't have a problem too much with the length. I thought Miz did great heel work. I think Daniel got the crowd fired up, and I thought that it did a really good job of continuing this. Like, that's the key word, continuing this. They're going to fucking fight again. No, like, you... I, I don't understand why people would be like, oh, they ruined it. Like, fucking look into the future. Stop living in the now. You can see how this is going to build to be an unbelievable WrestleMania moment. That's that's beyond that's beyond idiotic that you wouldn't see how perfect of a moment that will be when it I happens. will say, I will say, kayfabe-wise, Brie Bella is a terrible wife. <laughs> how the hell are you going to be in the same arena and not be out there watching your husband take on probably his arch and nemesis and how are you not going to run out there and fight Maurice when she pulls brass knuckles out of her shirt and the Miz punches Daniel Bryan in the, like how how do you not at least in some shape or form run out there like that's Wait. It's a kayfabe thing that they needed to explain. Even if they would have been like, Daniel, sorry, I was getting a hot dog and I missed the entire thing. Like, <laughs> wait. Oh, I see. No, no, no. You, 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 listen, Chad, you've been mistaken. Like, Dan, Bree was not never going to be here for Daniel. Like, listen, Birdie B needs to get some promotion for WWE television. All right. We, and also they had to remind everybody that Total Bellas has been renewed. So you got to remember that that's the thing too. And also about Total Divas, which is coming back. They fucking had a whole promo about that. They were never here for Daniel. It's, but they should have been. That's something that I... They should have been. Man, I need... If, my, if I was wrestling and someone hits me with brass knuckles, you're goddamn right. My wife is running to the ring and fighting somebody. Lippy, Lippy will stab a bitch. Like, it's, it's, Lippy, Lippy will fight everybody. Put Libby on a reality show for a few months and see exactly how she starts acting. I she, I think I think that would make her more violent. Oh no, yeah. I mean, yeah, basically. Now, uh Finn Balor comes back as the demon and destroys Baron Corbin. This made me wet. This was so fucking good. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> What you need the demon to be Baron Corbin? Here's I get it's stupid, it's dumb, I don't care. I just I I I storylized wise it was stupid. The demon has been treated like shit and has no actual understanding of what the fuck to do with that thing. And I even talked with uh, the New Age insiders yesterday like yesterday about this when they did their post show uh, and they streamed it live on Twitch who will also be on Podcast World with us. So be sure to support New Age Insiders and check them out because they are some fucking talented people. Um, I talked to them about this because they mentioned about how, like, the the demon gimmick is just fucking wacky and just a weird gimmick to go with and just something that WWE can't really do. If they were to go full batshit crazy with it, like I want them to, which they won't do, um, and then just make him, like, legitimately, like, have this Venom complex, like, actual, like, the demon is, like, kind of corrupting him they won't do it but if they were to go that route then the demon character would make sense but in terms of like it's like it's like what he brings out to get him hyped up for big matches baron corbin is not a big match he will never be a big match it was stupid in a sweater vest 
which is still the dumbest thing ever. You wrestle in a suit or a sweater vest or any sort of thing that's not wrestling gear and you're trying to be corporate and you wrestle in a goddamn suit or a dress shirt or a tie or slacks or dress shoes. I don't care. It's stupid. It's stupid when Kane did it. It's stupid when when Corbin's doing it right now. I don't want to hear that corporate Kane is best He works at the Gap. Yeah, legitimately, yeah, legitimately. And, like, it, it makes no sense why you would need to bring the demon back for for Baron Corbin, it was just wonderful to see him get absolutely murdered because I I loved it. I, it was it made no sense storyline wise. It made no sense kayfabe wise. And even when he went for the Universal Championship tonight against Roman, goddamn Reigns, he didn't goddamn bring the demon out, but he did for Corbin. You know, it's Baron Corbin. I've done a complete one eighty on. Um, I thought Baron Corbin in NXT was going to be a very good. Not like, not like a, not like an AJ Styles like type wrestler, but a good, badass like, like mean bully, big man character. I thought he had potential to be a very good mean type heel. You know, he was never going to be like a star, but he had the potential to be a very good dominating big man and he has proven me wrong at every single facet uh, that he has been given a chance to to show for the main roster like when winning the andre the giant battle royal is the highlight of your career like i'm sorry like yeah he won the u.s title like whoop-de-doo he also like whiffed money in the bank he's he that was the highlight of his career whiffing money in the bank Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like he whipped money in the bank. He, he, I, I, his, this constant, what even is a constable? Like what, like what do you do if you're a constable? How do you trademark that? Yeah. Like, like he, he, he's boring. I don't care about him. And I, if the only reason you bring the demon out is so Finn can squash him in two minutes, then fantastic. Because I would much rather see Finn Balor get out, get, get pushed higher up the card than, than ever have Baron Corbin ever near a main event again. Like, but it's okay now because spoiler alerts for tonight on raw, he became the temporary general manager as Kurt Angle got sent away for a, slight vacation by stephanie mcmahon so yay you know what like maybe he'll maybe he will prove to be no 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 smojo put me in a really good mood yeah maybe your view all of a sudden your cynic ways has gone away and now i'm apparently the cynic which doesn't fucking happen (laughs) i know you're always like they got it they'll do well and i'm like this company's always making mistakes like yes you're the indie mark you're the one that's supposed to be like what the fuck is happening but now your indie indie darlings are all of a sudden taking over wwe and everything is wonderful i mean you're not wrong like yeah yeah exactly exactly now um Going into Jeff Hardy versus um, Shinsuke Nakamura for the U.S. title. Jeff Hardy, for the love of God, please don't kill yourself. You're scaring the shit out of me. You know, every time I look at Jeff Hardy, you can you can just see the 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 level of uncomfort like that he is feeling plastered all over his face. Like he he literally moves like a 70 year old man trying to get off a, off a couch. Like that's how beat up his body is. And I've, okay. And this is going to be a very, 
unpopular opinion. And I believe I've expressed this opinion with you. Um, I've always ne- been out of the Hardy Boys. I've always preferred Matt. Always. Yep. Even before he was woken, I've always preferred Matt. And I really don't understand why. I mean, Jeff, Jeff has just never done it for me. And I don't know why, because he literally throws himself off of these horrible, horrible, horrible things for our enjoyment. And I, I don't hate Jeff Hardy, but I've never been a, a big Jeff Hardy fan. And so, like, I don't know. So seeing him wrestle Shinsuke Nakamura, like, I, I, I appreciate what he has done. I wish he would stop because he's almost 40 years old and I'm in the same way you are. He apparently has a back injury, but yet he, he, but then he willingly does a swanton off onto the apron. Like you don't need to prove anything. Yeah. We already know that you're the death defying Jeff Hardy who will do anything it takes to win. But like, don't fucking kill yourself. Like we don't need you to go down a, dark road of like you're feeling like shit and like well maybe i'll just take a couple painkillers to calm myself down i don't want to get too deep on this thing but like please for the love of god keep yourself safe keep yourself healthy we don't want to see you go down a poor road again i will say the uh the spot in the match when they were both trading off on their on their taunts that was cool oh that was wonderful yeah i love seeing hardy just pull like come this on match- like just you know, yeah, this match wasn't by this this match wasn't great it was good it was it was good. It was it was yeah, a I, match that happened and I'll probably never watch it again, but I did not like it. I will say though, like I, I loved what um Adam Pacitti said about this match. It was like you see Hardy do these death defying moves and it doesn't pop the crowd, it scares the shit out of yeah, them. Yeah, it does. It it's terrifying. Like don't get yeah, like I'm not a big Hardy fan, but I don't want him to destroy himself. Like, no. Exactly. You have earned yourself an easy match. Like every once in a while, if you want to throw a swanton bomb out, by all means, go go nuts. Whatever gets your jollies off. But like, please, like, just be careful. Um, yeah. Let, let let Shinsuke Nakamura carry you to a wonderful match because he can do it, and they did it. The match was good. Um, yeah, it was they good. definitely made the right decision um, with Shinsuke going over. Shinsuke retains, and then Randy Orton uh, comes out. And then as quick as he was there, he turned around and walked the other way. He had to find another producer to have him shake his hand after he grabs his Stop it. I knew you were going to make that joke. Stop it. Listen, listen. That's all I can do with Randy because I don't care about anything else about Randy. See, this entire thing came out at such an inopportune time because this came out like right after he cut that awesome promo. Yep. I mean, like... It's 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 just funny. I know it's it's awful and it's stupid and it's like shows so poorly on his character. But like, God damn it, if it's not funny, I guess I guess I'll touch on this because I haven't really spoken about it on the podcast yet. Um, it happened a really long time ago and that doesn't justify what happens. Um, but he has said in multiple interviews and multiple things that he was a prick when he was younger. And he he has openly said he's still a prick but he has learned and he doesn't do that anymore. And I believe him. Does that make it okay? No, it doesn't. Don't fucking do that to people. Like you're, it's weird. Like, and and you shouldn't do that. That's not how you conduct yourself, especially when you work for a company as big as WWE. Um, But I am not on the bandwagon of fire Randy Orton. I think. No, me neither. 
No, that's that's ridiculous. Um, I don't even think he should get fined. I, I really don't. I think it's something that he doesn't. He has openly admitted to doing and has apologized. And that's in my. It's really good enough for me. Um, I really wanted, and and this is weird because, like, again, you know, I think Randy Orton is really kind of rested on his laurels a little bit in his older age. He's just, he kind of shows up RKOs, pops the crowd and leaves. Um, but I really wish this would have been a triple threat match. And I really think he deserved to be in this match. I mean, the punishment for him um, with this coming out was just, you're not in the universal, you're not in the United States title match for SummerSlam. Cause I'm sure they probably were going to put him in that match, but maybe they just took him out of it instead of like, Pot. like obviously i have no idea but like maybe that was what they were be like well you get to come out do nothing and then just walk back up the ramp and look kind of ridiculous and it was an awkward moment maybe that was their punishment it would be a weird ass punishment if that was the case but like i don't know and it's like i'm not on the i'm also like everybody else i'm like i'm not like everybody else don't i don't feel like the guy should be fired i, I just give him shit over it oh yeah no, it's, I, it's like, definitely something that he's like it's it's definitely something that we're gonna give him shit about for the rest of his yeah well the well i mean before that even people were giving him shit with the whole like things that he did with uh the the women wrestlers in the locker room where he just peed in their bag he did treat mr kennedy like shit and as a mr kennedy fan i've always hated i've always had a grudge for, for that because i love mr kennedy but, yeah but at the same time to comparative comparatively though his, his his dad cowboy bob orton he did some fucked up shit yeah for sure true that like you gotta stay, I guess stick to your family name, I guess, in some way. I don't know. But anyways, um now this was whoo Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. First of all, I remember when we did the WrestleMania podcast, you were like, her eye makeup is a little off. She's gone full Batman now. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> like I, I don't listen, I don't know who whatever. You do you, Rhonda. You know, I I'm not even gonna judge you because you can break she worked it. She worked. She it. did. She pulled it off, and she could break my arm. So I, she worked it. Rhonda looked like a million bucks, and she. Here, here's here's my 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 take. Everyone has said that I I have heard so many people be like Ronda Rousey is great. Ronda Rousey is awesome. She's so entertaining. And I've heard uh, say another amount, a large amount of people being like she's not that good of a wrestler. And. She's wrestled for fucking five wow. months. God damn it. In those five months, I think I have seen her wrestle one match that wasn't entertaining. Like, she has done a really good job. She has picked up to wrestling. Like, like as, as easy as anybody who has come from another sport ever has. I mean, you look. Please. You look at people from from MMA, from like football, the like the, that they bring on to wrestle, and a lot of them really aren't good at it. I mean, and Ronda is like looks like a natural. She literally looks like a natural. She has done. Please, like, she's done a phenomenal job. Please, please, please tell me, you wrestling fan on the internet with the no face and no name because you're going to hide your identity because you're a bitch. Please tell me how Ronda is not a good wrestler after she's only wrestled for five goddamn months. You step into the ring, wrestle for five months, train to get into WWE and train to be in a match and start wrestling like AJ Styles, and then I'll shut my mouth. You are full of shit. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. To be fair, about. the average person wouldn't have an opportunity to do that. The only reason she even was able to is because of UFC. But even then, that's not a knock to Ronda Rousey. That's, I mean... 
You use what you, like, good for you. Like, and she's proved herself. And that's the yeah. thing is like, obviously if she, if she didn't care, then people would give her, then I would understand the shit giving, but she's proved herself. I have, And like, if, and the, for the people to be like, oh, it's too early or stuff like that. Like even me personally, I was like, maybe they should have saved it for evolution for the bigger moment. No hot shot that thing right now, because like, you're not going to get a better moment than now, because like, obviously the, the, the aura around her is like, is here. Use it now. Because like, obviously she's getting shared all over like social media and she's getting shared all over other other like news outlets and stuff like that. They had to do this now. If they didn't do it now, then it would have been too late. Oh no, it's Ronda Rousey, a former UFC champion, like at they made the good call. This this was it was a- and if you remember correctly, didn't I say during our WrestleMania podcast that SummerSlam Ronda Rousey Alexa Bliss was the way to go? Yeah, no, for sure. It I mean like I agreed with you too, and like it happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, this match was another squash uh, on the summer squash uh, show, um, but it was good. Um, it was really good. I actually went back and rewatched it because I wanted to get another. Because at first, I I wasn't a big fan of it at first when she. Because but I, but at the beginning of the match, I was kind of doing other things. Um, and then I look up and she's like meditating. And I was like, well, and that's when I actually tweeted out what the fuck am I watching? Cause I, cause I didn't know. And then I went back and rewatched it and I was like, Oh, that's actually brilliant. She was like, come on, I'll give you a free, a freebie. And then Alexa bliss puts her in a headlock and uh, uh, Rhonda just destroys her. It was another squash, but it needed to be a squash. Like, and that's the thing I was, I was joking on the Twitter about all these squash matches, but every single match that was a squash really needed to be when you really think about it. It makes sense in terms of the booking, really. And, like, I, 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 for a split second, thought when she sat crisscross applesauce that there was going to be some CM Punk chance at her ass. Yeah. Um, I really thought that was going to happen. I appreciate Brooklyn for not going that route. Um, but you still get minus points for having beach balls in the crowd, you fucks. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's all I'll say about it. You're fucks for having beach balls. But that's only for the people who brought beach balls. Um, and for people who chanted asshole for popping the beach balls. That's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, there's not really much I want to add to it. I thought having Ronda win was the the best option. Obviously, I thought like you could you could extend it out, but I feel like with how the aura is around her to have her lose her first match, um, like the then nobody would give a shit anymore. Then it would just be like the aura is gone. So thinking about it, she needed to win head, the very like, yeah, first time sense. she had her shot at the title. She needed to win. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it makes sense. So. Um, Main event time, though, it's Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the 10,000th time for the Universal Championship. Um, see, going into this match, like, I lost interest in it the moment Heyman on the week before on Raw pepper sprayed Roman. Because now that whole aura of, like, will Brock have Heyman by his side or will Heyman turn and align himself with Roman? Like, you could have that to have people somewhat give a shit about that match, but because you didn't, nobody cared until Braun showed up. Yeah, no, I agree. Like it, um. Even even if they wouldn't have gone through with it, as long as they had that, like, that mystery factor of what's Heyman going to do, if they had that mystery factor going in, 
to that show, then it would make sense. And it would like, it would get people at least because as soon as they knew that Heyman was on his side going into the match, like they, they, they just fully shot on it. Even when Braun was there, like waiting at ringside, cause the match went way longer than it should have beach balls came out. They started chanting. This is awful and boring. And they were just shitting all over it. It was just like, if you had that mystery factor of what's Heyman going to do and like, just have him pop on the railing and be like, like on the, on the apron and just be like looking back and forth at Roman and Brock and stuff like that. There's some small things you could do with that, but like the fans, I, it it makes you wonder if they knew going in, if they knew at the time of the Paul Heyman, like Mason Roman reigns, if they knew this was how they wanted to book the match, because if they knew they wanted to have it be just a quick basic squash, basically of Brock Lesnar and just Roman, just doing like, if they knew this is how they wanted to go, then you really didn't have time to work the Paul Hangle, the, the Paul Heyman mystery angle. You know what I mean? You really didn't have time. Yeah. But I feel like with him crying over Paul Heyman, I mean, with Paul Heyman crying over Brock Lesnar, like like stabbing him in the back and doing all these things when he thought that they were friends, um, like that promo itself sold it. And like, as long as they wouldn't have gone with the pepper spray thing, people could have bought it going in. Because then it's like you have that thing where it's like, will Paul like? I think if I like if they just didn't do that, then it would have been fine. Like it would have been fine to do that. I mean, it may have been a little bit more convoluted with the fact that they added Braun into mix to be like, I'm cashing in at on whoever wins this match. But that didn't happen because Roman do- dove out the ring, hit hit Braun with a with a dive, and then Brock just took a F five and started not wet, like hitting him with his briefcase, and then chucked the damn thing all the way up the ramp. Well, hang on, we got we got we got we got a setup to it. So so Roman comes out, boos immediately from everybody. Brock comes out, more boos. They get in the ring. Paul Heyman says. My client, the reigning, defending, 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 which I really, I popped. I thought, that was funny as shit. I thought, I, I, I still, like, swear to God, like, Paul Heyman is, like, the coolest and the, the best, like, legitimately. Like, oh, my God. I will forever be a Paul Heyman guy. And then, so he does, Barack Lesnar. And all of a sudden, Braun's music hits. He comes down to the ring, and he said, you know, everybody who holds this briefcase always gets always catches in behind the champion's back when their back is turned and, and basically gets the easy win. But, but I'm not going to get do that. I'm going to do this face to face. And I, and you think he's going to cash in at that very second, making a triple threat, but no, instead of cashing it in on the, uh, behind the person's back after the match, he's going to do it to their face after the match, which is the insane fucking thing. Um, but you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you, they know that it's going to happen. If anything, you're just doing it worse on yourself. Like you could have just been like, Oh, it's like, Hey, I have this thing. I'm not going to do it at the end of the match. You're both healthy right now. So am I will do it, make it a triple threat. That's easy. You like, and then you would look at like, even if they beat the shit out of him and like, it would have been like, well, it made sense why he wanted to do that because he wanted to prove that he could beat both of them. Um, But having him just sit out there and just be an easy target, it was just like, and like, obviously they don't get DQ for beating him up with the briefcase. So they could have done anything to him and it would have been legal, but that's besides the point. Roman wins the universal title. And like, I know, I know that like people were like on and on about like how, um, 
like just like uh, it's Roman champion, but like I'm I'm just glad that Brock has finally got the title off of him. And I want to also make it clear too that I'm not gonna shit talk Brock because like I feel like I finally come to understanding and I feel like I finally realized that it's not on Brock, it's on WWE. And my conversation with Sam on the podcast really enlightened me on the whole like yeah, maybe I should actually realize what the fuck's going on. It's not Brock's fault that he doesn't show up like that much. Like Brock would show up if they would have put it in his contract, but because WWE was lax about giving him dates, um, then that's what they're going to do. Like they gave him a, a lax contract where he didn't have to show up that much, which got fans upset. If they wanted him to show up more, they could have put it in his contract, but they didn't do it. Um, and so at, whether or not that was Brock's decision, like he's like, either make it this way or I'm not signing. We'll never know that because we're not in behind the scenes, but obviously like to the people that are like, Brock doesn't care about this fucking like, come on. Like Brock does Brock is like the kind of person that like whatever he, I feel like whatever Brock puts himself in, he's willing to do what he can to do to, to make something work. Like he'll do that with UFC and he'll do that with WWE. Like he started wrestling for WWE. Like that's, like, that's what he started. Doing. I feel like Brock definitely has his times when he doesn't give a shit and he's phoning it in. He did that with his WrestleMania match against Dean Ambrose. I will say, I will say Randy, did, but the Randy did does that all the time. Exactly. Too, though, exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 a bunch of wrestlers do it. Um, when he does care though, with his, like even when he like even when his matches are so short, like his WrestleMania match with Goldberg, I really like I like not his first one. Um, I guess let me backtrack. Not his first one, his latest one. Um, I really liked that match. He cared, and it was literally just them spearing the fuck out of each other. It was great. It was mm-hmm. a good, really physical squash. And this match with Roman Reigns, and this is really weird because like I'm about to praise Roman Reigns, like. I really like. I don't the, think it's too weird. I really like the match. I liked the flurries of super uh, Superman punches. I liked the spear. I wish it would have ended with the first. I really, I really wish it would have ended at, at like the Superman punch, the Superman punch, the Superman punch, the spear. Um, but I said that because I wanted Braun, Braun Strowman to walk out with the title. So it was. It yeah. wasn't their plan to do that. Their plan was to get Braun Strowman out. There. So the crowd would suspect a cash in. So that way when Roman won, they were like, oh, here comes a cash in. And then it doesn't happen. And they can end the show before the booze hit. That was what their plan was. It worked. The match kept me on my toes. I was excited. It was a physical match. And I, I liked it. I liked the match. Um, am I excited about Roman Reigns being universal champion? No, um, I'm not. However, I'm happy that it's finally over with. Um, we can, we can move past this now and never do it again. And, you know, I mean, Roman Reigns wasn't a bad match. It's going to take a while for them to fix the universal title because that title has been in the shithole. like for a very, very, very long time. I think if Roman Reigns defends it every week and puts on really good matches, I think he'll get there. Yeah, I do too. Now, not too much that I wanted to comment on with Raw. Um, for I do want to say though that the little segment they had uh, for Ronda Rousey and Stephanie McMahon when all the female wrestlers came out and then they just Ronda beat the shit out of Stephanie again made me so happy inside. Yeah, it was okay. Like the- I, I I I liked it. I didn't like it. I I mean it was okay. I 
I, I don't know. I'm torn on it. I really, I like it. I, I do. I think it was needed though. Not really. It definitely wasn't needed, but it did lead to the fact that like Stephanie was pissed off and then she made Corbin GM. So they needed to get her riled up for something. I don't mind. I don't mind her roughing up Stephanie. I don't mind that at all. Um, what I do mind though is Rhonda being like, this is for all of us because I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, when I picture Rhonda Rousey, I, that's not who I, that's not what I picture. You got to remember though, they're building towards that evolution. So they want to make it for like the girl power and all that kind of stuff. And Rhonda's obviously that kind of person where she's, when she first came in, she's always about that positivity and she's always so thankful and kind. But the moment she gets pissed off, she will murder. Yeah. People. Yeah. And like, and that's why, and that's, and I get that. And that's why, like, I, I'm not totally like soured on it. I just, I thought it was cheesy and not in a good way. It's a, it's a, it's a PR move. Like that's, that's the thing is like that really, like that's a moment that gets on ESPN's headline and then they show it off. And then like, then you get all the comments from the sports nerds going, it's fake. Fuck speaking you. Of, speaking of headlines and uh, people trying to make a publicity stunt. Oh yeah. Can, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I do it now? Okay, so uh, sit the hell down because you guys saw me earlier on the podcast get incredibly excited about something, and now I'm about to tear something fucking apart. So, gong. Let's just let's just start this off by, by rewinding uh, way rewinding a, a few months uh, ago to the WrestleMania build when the Undertaker was building against his match against John Cena, and every week John Cena would call out the Undertaker, and I would go, "Please don't fuck." I don't want to see The Undertaker come back because he has retired. Because Roman Reigns retired him in the middle of the goddamn fucking ring, making him take off his gloves and his jacket and his hat and kissing Michelle McCool and breaking kayfabe and was never back because he has a fucking old man with fit problems and left. He retired. And I never wanted to see The Undertaker wrestle again because I didn't want my memory of one of my favorite wrestlers, one of my childhood heroes being tarnished just because because WWE wants to bank on some glory day money and some nostalgia by rolling out the, 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 the guy who can barely move because they're like, oh, The Undertaker. Everyone loves The Undertaker. You're right. We do love The Undertaker. And I love The Undertaker and the memory of The Undertaker. I don't want it ruined because you guys are too fucking lazy to make new stars and are too busy leeching onto the past because you guys can't make good angles. That's the problem. And so now you're going to not only do that, but, but, but re, but, but fast forward to now to the giant Australian show when triple H comes out and goes, you know, uh, the SummerSlam really made me want to take off this suit and be the game again. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, when, when Vince told me they want you to wrestle at the Australian show, I, yeah. And you're like, Oh, triple H is wrestling again. I would much rather see this go to, you know, an up, up and comer young guy, like maybe fucking Finn Balor or Braun Strowman, but you know, whatever. Cool. Triple H. And then he's like, and then they asked me if I wanted to wrestle. The Undertaker. And I said, hell no. And I was like, oh, great. Thank you, Hunter. Like, f- thank you. Because you would rather wrestle, you know, one of your brain shot, one of your, your, your up and coming babies of NXT, you know, give one of Alistair, Alistair Black. How about the guy who like fucking called me up, Vince, on his fucking tight? 
who is literally every single fucking week. How about the Velveteen Dream gets that spot? Somebody who could use it, but no. And then Triple H has the fucking audacity to be like, we wrestled at WrestleMania in an end of an era match. And we knew with Shawn Michaels that an era was over and our passion was gone. The noise was gone. Our butterfly. And how do you guys fucking pack up and leave? How about that? Because you guys, it's not an end of an era. It's nothing's a fucking end of an era. Because if it was the end of an era, it would never have fucking came back. The attitude era is done. We don't need to go back to it. There are so many fucking young talent and wrestlers. Fucking Rusev Day could sold you so much merchandise, and yet he's jobbing on the fucking pre-show, and you have him job the Undertaker in a casket match? Get the fuck over yourselves. Like, I'm sorry. I really am. I want to be positive, but I can't, for the life of me, get behind Triple H and the Undertaker, because that we've seen it. We have seen it so many times, and the Undertaker should be retired. Damn it, he should have been retired. Often, he should have been retired. Okay, he shouldn't be. And I love the Undertaker. And again, I don't want anyone to think I don't like the Undertaker. I love the Undertaker, like the Dead Man, the Phenom. Love him. I'll even fucking take the American Badass. Like I love the Undertaker, but I he he should have retired. A guy who isn't even on social media because the dead. Yes, he is. He's on Instagram. Oh, he does. And that's because <laughs> yes, he has that's an because he was retired, so he made an Instagram. That's great. I love that. Mark Calloway can have an Instagram. Mark Calloway can. The Instagram is under the Undertaker. It's not under Mark. That's Calloway. stupid. He's the Undertaker, the guy who never broke kayfabe and all TV. Did anything that broke kayfabe and and put the character that he spent so long preserving in and took off his gloves and his hat and the symbolism left an entire arena in tears because that was the perfect send off to the Undertaker and the WWE fucks it up. They roll him out as a nostalgia act because once again, they don't know how to make new stars. So they're going to roll out the Undertaker, a guy who can barely move and because we want because of a because of a because of a legendary entrance and just a legendary character and then you're going to put him with Triple H, who to Triple H's credit, Triple H can still wrestle. Like I don't mind Triple H stepping in the ring again. But what I do have a problem with is Triple H and The Undertaker for the last time ever. Is it the last time ever? Because an end of an era tells me that that was the last time ever. And yet here we are. So in like, you know, 10 years from now, are we going to roll out The Undertaker in his literal hospital bed and Triple H, who who literally is going to be in a walker? And Triple H is going to be like, hey, you know, I don't want to sound like the old veteran, but my era was pretty damn great. <laughs> Triple H, it was pretty damn good. And then they're going to wrestle again? Like, I just, I don't like this. I really don't. No. No storyline reason for The Undertaker to be wrestling again. I was okay with the wrestle. I, I ended up being okay with the WrestleMania match because it was a squash. 
and I didn't like it, but I've learned to be okay with it. And I was upset with the Rusev uh, casket match, but I learned to be okay with it because I was like, well, hell, you've already, you've already basically discredited his retirement. Roll him out for every match, I guess. Who cares? <laughs> In event, an Australian super show and call it for the last, and then have the, the, the audacity to, to, to say this is the last time ever when you guys literally wrestled earlier, like five, what, how many years ago was that? In an end of an era match that was perfect. You're going to ruin that with this match. And once again, you're going to take the spot of some young talent who could really thrive in that setting. And why? Because instead of build, building stories and building up new characters, you're branching on to the past. And you know what? Fine. But this is why you guys can't. This is why the WWE can't make the John Cena level star, the rock star. This is why the Stone Cold level star, because they are too busy relying on these old guys to come back and wrestle instead of developing their stars. And I will get off of my soapbox and I will let you and I will let you say your take on this now. Okay. All right. We're gonna calm. We're gonna calm ourselves for a split I'm second. Uh, I got it out of my system. Yeah. All right. So we got we got it all good. Yeah. This has been. I knew this was gonna set him off for for as soon as I saw it get announced. Um, I'll add to it a bit because um, I remember in the promo that they showed for it, uh, they said that the the one man that the that Triple H has yet to beat. Uh, if you go back to two thousand two. Uh, at Insurgents, uh, Triple H did beat The Undertaker, um, just want to say. So they're they're building it as if he never beat him. He never beat him at WrestleMania. This isn't WrestleMania, though. So it's I'm like... Australia. It's, 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 yeah, it's exactly right. It's, it's, it's... I mean, we kind of... Like, like I said, we, we saw the writing on the wall. Like, I think I, I was... I was hopeful in thinking that um, Mania could just be the time where they would end it. But me personally, I thought the best way they could have ended it was have him uh, go to Survivor Series where he all started and have him lose at that to somebody. Um, but no, no, it's just, I don't know. It's, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not all high and mighty about it. I, I'm, but I'm a lot more calmer about it for, for reasons, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's, it's definitely not, like I don't, it's like, it's it's not for anything. It's just we're bringing these two guys back, and I'm worried that it's gonna go too long, and it's just gonna be a a mess of a match as it goes on for longer. Like, and, and just, I want everyone to know, like, I again, I love the Undertaker. I love Triple H. Like Triple H and the Undertaker were two of my favorite wrestlers growing up. I like them both. I think Triple H couldn't. I'm okay with Triple H wrestling. I'm not okay with the undertaker wrestling because my, in my mind, he had the perfect ending to a perfect career. And the fact that they're continuing to root to bring him out cheapens that. And I think the undertaker's legacy deserves more than to be a nostalgia act that they bring out because they can't push somebody else. I mean, well, well, what I'll say is that, they can write out whatever they want. Um, so like when they, when Undertaker eventually gets into the hall of fame and he does his speech, 
they're not going to bring any of this shit up. Obviously, we'll remember it because we had to we had to sit through it, but like they're not going to mention it in terms of their legacy and it's up to people to choose to remember it or not if they want to let it affect his legacy. And I know it's it's all for promotion, it's all for like to get themselves over in areas that they're not extremely popular in. So they're of course going to bring out the guys that people recognize the most. Um, me personally, I think it would be, would have been better instead of the, instead of the undertaker to just bring back the rock. Um, I feel like he would be go to Australia. Well, Cause one, he wants I mean, to- yeah, fuck it. Bring the rock back. But like, well, well, I will also say too, cause rock wants, has said before that he would love to come back. Um, and he, and I feel like rock is still the guy that, it has the ability to go. I mean, the motherfucker is jacked as hell, so he could do whatever yeah. he wants. And I feel like if you want to have Triple H wrestle, like, and you want that, like, is the rub, and you want, or just have Cena come back. Well, they they did Cena. Never mind. They did Cena for Cena and Triple H for Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Never mind. Forget. Have trip, like, if listen, if you want to do an old nostalgia trip, like. Triple H, Randy Orton, you know, Triple H, Roman Reigns. Like there's this, there are, there are way better. There are way more fitting names that you can have Triple H wrestle that doesn't tarnish legacy. And I don't know. I just, I know, I know I, I kind of, you know, I think, I think I care more about this than the average person. And I think, I do think I over, I'm overreacting a little, Um, but I don't know. It's just, I just, I think, I just think the legacy of the undertaker deserves more than this. And, and it, and it, and it just, it, it really, I'm not kidding. It really bothers me. And I, and every time I think, ah, I I'm past it now, I, this is fine. They do something and it literally boils my blood. Like I, it makes me so angry. It's, okay. I, it's like the beach balls thing with you. Like it's just, it just, yeah, but in terms of in terms of that though, that's you being upset of how WWE is treating a character. This is me being upset of the disrespect from fans. That's that's a completely it's a completely different thing to be upset. I think about. they're disrespecting the Undertaker, but that but yeah, I see I do see your point. If Taker, but the thing is though, Taker if Taker could easily just say no, I don't want to do that, but Taker's agreeing to doing True. it. So that's- it's 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 part on under it's part on Mark Calloway for agreeing to do it. Um, it's also part on WWE for saying they want well, him I guess, to do it. So it's it's on both. I guess sides. on the flip side of things, if the Undertaker doesn't care, I I shouldn't care. If he wants to do it, then he does it, and that's that's doing it. Then I guess I really don't have a, a place to be like, uh, how dare you? Because like I mean, it's his career, but I don't know. Just as the passionate wrestling fan that I am, it it just gets me upset. And I know, and like I said, I know I'm I'm very I'm being very much very emotional for something that really isn't that big of a deal. But like I don't know, man, it gets me heated, brother. I get you, man. I get you. But we're gonna wrap this thing up finally with talking about the main event on Monday Night Raw tonight, which was Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Title. Um, the match going in was great, and I think they did a really good job. Um, I'm still over the moon and back for Finn. I'm fine. I'm glad they finally gave him a universal title match. I knew he wasn't going to win, but like that's besides the fact. Um, then Braun Strowman comes back, heated as all hell because obviously he lost his. He didn't get the chance to cash in last night, um, so he comes out and he's ready to absolutely dis- get into the ring and destroy and cash in. Finn Balor hits the goes for the coup de gras, misses. Roman Reigns hits the spear, wins the retains the title, and then Braun Strowman comes in, just fucking kicks Roman in the gut, 
and it was fucking wonderful to see. Goes to cash in his briefcase, um, and then the shield comes out. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose come out to support Roman Reigns. The bell doesn't ring, so he doesn't officially cash in his briefcase. So Roman still, I mean, Braun still has the briefcase. Um, and the shield come out and they come to support Roman and they beat the shit out of Braun and put him through the announce table. Um, okay, I'll just I'll just sum this up right now with your opinion on this, because I've seen people go off on this on Twitter. Was this the Roman heel turn? Do you think this was the Roman heel turn? Mm, I don't know. I mean. Okay, well, here, since you don't know, I can give my two cents on this. Because I saw people going up and down about how they said that this was Roman turning heel because obviously his friends came out, beat the shit out of Braun, like didn't give him his chance to cash in. Um, and people were, I, I saw people going triple turn, triple turn. And I saw a cultaholic tweet that they said that this was the heel turn for Roman Reigns. I don't fucking believe it. Not for a goddamn second do I believe that they turned Roman Reigns heel after they just gave him the universal title against Brock Lesnar. And here's why I'll tell you why I don't believe this. The commentators didn't say shit about how... We, we know how they react when, a, when there's a heel turn. We saw it happen literally the night before with Becky Lynch. We know how they react with a heel turn. This was not a reaction for a heel turn. They were being like, nostalgia, the, the hounds are back, and they put Braun Strowman through a table like days of old. This was nothing. This was just a shield reuniting and giving the crowd something to pop over to get over the fact that Braun wasn't cashing in tonight and also Finn wasn't winning the title. This got the crowd hyped for the shield reuniting, and this got people hyped to see Dean and Seth and Roman back together. This was not a heel turn for any of them and if it was i'll believe it when i fucking see them say it but they didn't say you made a very good point if they didn't say it they didn't say it tonight if they say it next week then okay but it was a very poorly act very poorly uh committed if this is what they were trying no i agree with that if the if the plan going in was we the shields turning heel it was it, didn't it would come have been like an entirely it. different feel. Michael Cole would have been like, like, oh my God, Roman Reigns of the Shield, they're destroying Braun Strowman. And what are they doing? Why are they doing this? But like, and, and then Corey Graves have been like, I love it. Yes. Like, t- like, oh, Braun Strowman deserves it for interrupting Roman Reigns, our universal chat. Like it, it would have been obvious. And I agree with you. Like, it wasn't obvious. And and you're right. Michael Cole was like, oh, my, the shield are back. Like, that's something you say when you're supposed to be excited. And mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't think this was I, I you know, I think I, I think I'm a I think I agree with you. This was not a shield heel turn. It was a shield re, a reunion. And it did give another out for Braun Strowman to not cash in. Um, I don't know where this goes now. Does Braun just single-handedly just man just destroy every member of the Shield going forward? It's it's really it's really interesting because I'm 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 gonna want to see what they do obviously because I, I don't know what to do and I would love to see what they do but like as a as a side nitpick for SummerSlam and for tonight's Raw, we saw Braun Strowman get put in a garbage compactor and still come back and beat the shit out of people. You're telling me that an F5 on the outside and getting hit by a briefcase causes you to not be able to cash in your goddamn briefcase. I thought you were the monster among men. 
And you're telling me that having three guys put you through an announce table is enough to knock you out for the rest of the night and you can't cash in? You fucking survived a goddamn ambulance being crashed into a goddamn wall and you can't survive survived, that and get back an up. ambulance, a trash compactor. He literally no sold going through a table. Like he, I agree with you. Kayfabe, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, but I'm just giving it a hard time, obviously, because I, I do think that the moment that they had with the shield tonight was, was cool. I do. I do think it was cool. And it was a good way to get heat off of Roman. Um, they still booed him when he speared um, Braun on the outside, but when they did the triple power bomb, everybody was going nuts about well, it. Well, um, it was just a way to get heat off of Roman. It's not a heel turn, and I just don't. If, if it is, then it was poorly executed. But at least Roman's heel, but he's not yeah. heel. That's the thing. I just don't believe. No, it I, I agree. You know, the entire point of getting the three of them on the same brand was to get a shield reunion. The second, the first shield reunion was so botched because you know. D- Dean Ambrose got hurt. Like it, every, everything was just so convoluted. And I, Roman like got, I didn't Roman like get sick or something at some point. Like, well, yeah, they got the whole, I, it was like um, the, the measles yeah. thing or mumps yeah, or whatever the hell so it was. Many, so they added, yeah, there was just so many uh, like unfortunate events that just ruined it. Like it makes sense for them to just, Oh, we have all of them healthy again. And two of them are champions. Let's roll them out. Like that makes sense. I, I, it is a move that does make sense. They picked up right where they left off. To be honest, I'm kind of surprised the show SummerSlam didn't end with all the shield standing high, like standing tall, and that would have made sense too. Um, so yeah, it makes sense that the shield are back. I agree with you. I don't think it was a heel turn. Um, and I don't think it's going to be a heel turn. I think if anything, it's going to lead to Dean Ambrose turning heel eventually. And wouldn't it be something if this ends with Dean Ambrose literally recreating the exact same turn that Seth did, like smoking, smoking him with chairs and like the exact same thing. I think that would be cool. It would be interesting for sure. I'm, I just don't know exactly. I think with the shields finally being fully healthy, I don't think it's going to happen at least for a while. If they're going to carry out this whole shield thing going forward, and but it, it shows, and of, it shows that the Dean Ambrose heel turn isn't happening anytime soon. Well, he's over as fuck. That's the thing. When he came back, people lost their goddamn. Minds. Yeah, but I think people lost their minds because I think they were also expecting a heel turn. Eh, well, I mean, like. Dean's popular for some people. I and I, I I can understand why, but like, I don't know. People it's like, like for fans to, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like for fans to go and be like, it's the heel turn. It's the heel turn. It's the heel turn. You're jumping the gun and you're thinking things. It. You believe for a fucking second that WWE would attempt a triple turn with Roman Reigns involved? How the fuck? are you predicting shit? Because you're the worst psychic I've ever met in my goddamn life. There's no way. There's no way. Not for a second. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I think, like, I, don't, I, I mean, definitely. they could still, they could still turn Roman heel. They still could. I just don't think it was tonight. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I've given up on the Roman Reigns heel turn. Um, I'll believe it when I see it at this point. Um, it, it, it just, it's, it's just, um, and the shield are back. It, I, it, it, I don't know what they're doing, and that excites me. Yeah, it's like just, I, and that's 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 just that. And I feel like you just give it a couple weeks, and we'll see what they do. And like, I'm I'm not the kind of guy. 
I like to be like the guy who is like more like, oh, also like um, I'm going to judge what happens immediately now and not give WWE a couple of weeks to actually get some storytelling going. Like what people did with The Miz and Daniel Bryan. Like I think a lot of fans just need to give it some time. If a Roman heel turn does eventually happen, it'll happen and you'll know it happened. You won't have people second guessing themselves. I'm seeing polls on Twitter where people are like half and half on that thing. And if, no, it didn't happen. It will be obvious when it And happens. if nothing else, if they ruin the shield angle, if they ruin the Daniel Bryan Miz angle, at least we have Samoa Joe and AJ Styles that we can look up on positively. There's a lot of there's a lot of good things to look forward to when WWE, which doesn't happen very often. So I will I, say I this pay per view as a whole, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up this way. SummerSlam as a whole was a very good show. And I think it was a very well booked show. Um everything, everything from the literally Intercontinental Championship match to the main event. I don't think they booked a single thing wrong. Um, Seth went over. Great. It gives, it makes more sense now that you plan on the shield coming back, but Seth's a champion. Uh, and now hopefully they can find a way to get Drew McIntyre uh, to stop being Dolph Zlacky. We'll see. I, I feel like that's happening, but like all the squat, all the squashes needed to be squashes. Everything's good. Um, very good pay-per-view, very good summer slab. And you know what? I'm going to jump on the Adam Pachidi train and say that this was a top five summer slam. Yeah. Well, at least, at least of this generation, I feel like at least of like the last 10 years, because there was definitely, I feel like a lot of good summer slams back, uh, like a ways ago, but like in terms of recent summer slams, yes, I, because I definitely think this was better than the summer slam that me and Cindy attended last year. This was oh, much better because I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't way better fucking, than Shinsuke gender. Oh, absolutely. And like, um, I, I was very, very happy to see this show, uh, come out and be as good as it was. And I do think that there's a lot to look forward to in WWE. And I think there's a lot of room to be positive with WWE and uh, more so than the negative stuff. There are a ton of negatives that they need to fucking fix, but there's, I feel like in a lot of senses, the positives are outweighing the negatives, which you don't get a lot with WWE. No, so I, I feel like take what I agree. Can. They are, they are doing a very good job. I know I got kind of angry at the undertaker triple H uh, thing. Um, I do think that they need to build better stars. Um, they, are, they do have their flaws, but right now they are doing a very good job booking the current stories that they have. And credit has to be given where credit is due, and WWE has a lot of stuff yeah. to give it. But, but yeah, that'll wrap it up for this uh, very long SummerSlam and Monday Night Raw uh, post-show. So thank you guys so much for joining us, and thank you again, Chad, for joining me on this, and welcome back fully onto the podcast. We're finally getting into the swing It's good to be home. It really is, yeah. And obviously, we are so excited to head over to StarCast um in a very in a very very quick time um it's gonna be absolutely wonderful and i'm i'm just so glad to be fully back in the swing of things and i think it's just welcoming to be back and it's gonna be a ton of fun but it'll be so yeah. fun yeah absolutely and the last thing i want to say before we go is um obviously because we're going to be on podcast row but make sure that if you haven't Give all of the guys on Podcast Bro listening, Heels and Quads, New Age Insiders, everybody on there, Rock and Wrestling. There's like so many that I could list right now, but give every member of Podcast Bro listening because there are so many talented guys on the show, on, on Podcast Bro, that 
deserve your time and your listening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because these guys are and that's, all- and that's the, the good thing about the entire StarCast event is it gives everybody a chance to really show what they can do. And if if our podcast gets another podcast listened to and vice versa, you know, if, if some of, if one of their fans come over and check us out, it's, it's, it's just, it's just good all, all around. Absolutely. So yeah, be sure to give the other guys a listen, but that will wrap it us up for us for tonight. Um, obviously if you want to support us on Twitter, you can follow the podcast at pinned podcast. And if you want to follow me and Chad, I am at S a S zoomer four. I am at the Chad 100. And yeah, you can support us there. And obviously, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube, Pinned Podcast. Uh, We're looking to get more match reactions because we have a lot to get to. Um, So thank you guys for the support on that. And thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. And we will catch you guys next time.